It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Good evening and welcome to On the Table. I'm Dorothy and I'm here with a wonderful group of Christian women to discuss the issues of the day. Much like we did in the old days around the kitchen table when the kids were in school. The call-in number is 646-595-4784 if you want to call in with a question or a prayer request. Press 1 to raise your hand in the queue. Our contact email is onthetablebc at hotmail.com. Now, we may not all agree all the time, but isn't that half fun? Different perspectives coming from different experiences and learning from each other? Pull up a chair and join us on this most excellent adventure in the reality of Christianity. Let's just see what's on the table tonight. Welcome to On the hey. Table. Ronnie Thanks, with Dorothy. me. Just, yes. It's just Ronnie and I tonight so far. We're hoping yeah. Pam calls in from across the pond. Oh, we don't see her Pam. yet. <laughs> I was just going to sing that when I'm calling you, but I didn't want to hurt anybody's ears. Okay. Um, <laughs> we're going to try to talk about faith. And and that's I know that's a difficult topic. I'm I'm not sure we can cover it properly, but we're gonna try, aren't we, Ronnie? We are gonna try. Yes, we are. There's a lot to talk about when you talk about faith that encompasses so much. Um, so I think that we can do a, a good job with it. We'll we'll give it our best. How's that? Okay, that sounds good. Be nice to All have right. some other voices, but. It is what it is. So here we go. It is what it is. That's right. Let's start with the fact that that mustard seed thing, you know, that teeny Mm -hmm. tiny mustard seed, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you could move mountains, right? Yeah. The scripture. And the thing about the mustard seed is that it grows, and it grows into a humongous plant. So even though your faith starts little, 
it grows as you walk with the Lord and you become closer. And Ronnie has been deliriously taking notes on all this, so I'll let her take it away for a little bit. Go ahead, Ronnie. Oh, you know, let me take it away. Well, okay then. Um, first, just let's say a short prayer. I want to thank you, Lord, Dorothy and I being able to do this program tonight, and we give all praise and glory to you. I ask that you're with the ones that aren't with us tonight. Uh, and I just ask for an anointing over this over this talk that we're going to do on faith, and I hope that it enriches people that we give some good ideas for how to build your faith, what faith is and what it isn't, um, and that you lead us um, during this during this time. So we thank you, and I send this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Oh, I'm a little out of breath. Excuse me. My dog was yelling at me. Okay, so I had to run and get her a biscuit. All right, well, why don't we just start out talking about what faith is? Um, And what it isn't. Is that a good place to start? I would think so. Yes, the definition is a good thing. Okay. So, to have faith um, is to believe in something or someone um, and to fully trust and be confident. um, So much so that you base your actions on what you believe. So faith in God is having the trust and the confidence in God, um, in Christ, that leads you to commit your whole soul to him. This is what we did when we accepted Christ as our Savior. We we came to him in faith. And um, that's, that's, that's a good thing because... Um, well, I know you cannot come to God unless you believe that he is. So that's this the beginning of faith right there, you know. That is the beginning. That's true. Um, in Hebrews 11.1, 1, it says, Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. So I think what I really want to say in what faith is is that it's a spiritual substance. Um, it's a force, a spiritual force. Um, anything God is is a response to God's words, which which moves God to act. So, um, I'm so sorry, my dog is interrupting me. I'm so sorry. Um, so I think what I'm trying to say is faith in God must come from the heart. It's not just merely intellectual. Um, and a scripture to back that up would be, for with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. And you can find that in Romans 10.10. 10. Um, I wrote down so many things. Faith causes you to know in your heart before you see with your eyes. And in 2 Corinthians 5.7, we read, for we walk by faith, not by sight. Uh, and that's so true. That's so true. That to me sums up what faith is. 
um, some people like will say seeing is believing, but we, we once you already see the thing you hope for existing in the natural, you don't need faith. So hope is the condition for faith, um, but it's of the mind. Um, but it itself isn't the faith. So. Am I making sense here, Dorothy? So it's through the faith that we know we have the answer to our prayers before we see anything change in the natural order. That's what I'm really trying to say. Um, and Jesus right. told us. We're not always, we're not always going to see in the natural, right, what we are That's seeing right. in the spiritual. Because we do have spiritual senses as well as Physical senses. Yes, we do. Mm-hmm. So, very true. Very that's true. Like in the in the spiritual, I can see my healing. In the natural, not so much. I know it's coming. Yes, yes, that's it right there. That's faith. You have the faith to believe. Um, that you ask something from the Lord because it's. He, he expects us, he commands us of us to believe that our petitions are answered by God at the moment we make them. So for you to say that, that's a great example of faith. We don't wait until we get the healing for us to, to believe. We believe when we ask. And we can sense that in our hearts. Um so, and he also gave me a dream of my healing. So that also oh, built my faith. Yeah. Confirmation. Yeah, that's a yes. confirmation. That's wonderful. You did? I didn't know that. That's awesome. You didn't tell me that. I'm sorry. So, I, thought I, I thought I told you no, everything. No, you didn't tell me that. No. <laughs> <laughs> so be nice now. But you should have told me that. That's great. That's, see, that. That right there can build faith in other people, um, and that's a good way to build faith is to to talk with people of faith, and that doesn't mean a religion. Because I do want to point out that you hear you hear sometimes when people talk that they'll say, um, "Well, that's not part of my faith," but faith is not a religion. So, but you know. What you just said about you saw your your healing, um, that's another good point. That's another great point, is that it's a rest. Faith can be a rest. Um, Because now you can rest in the fact that you know you're going to get a healing. Yes. And it's it's already established, even, even before you see it. It's already an established. Um, it's already established. The Lord's already yes. put it in action. It's a done deal. It's, right. I, and if you remember in Scripture, you know, there's a time delay between what goes on in the spiritual and when it manifests in the natural. Because there's a lot mm-hmm. of things going on in the in the spiritual. Do you remember yes. Daniel was praying and fasting yes. for how many days? And... The angel was dispatched 
right away to go into his prayer, but he got held up by a hooligan. So That's right. That's right. So you're resting in your faith that you're going to be healed. And that comes yes. with that is a peace. It's an inner peace. So, it's, so you're not trying to believe you're going to be healed. You're, you're actually saying I'm going to be healed because God is going to heal me. And that's what yes. he wants us to do. That is what God wants us to do. I'm so sorry about this, Alex. Shush. Go on out of here. Wouldn't it be nice to know what she was trying to say? Maybe she has some good input. I know what she's trying to say. So, no, Feed she's me. saying, I want another dog biscuit. Uh, so, so, um, um, I'm trying to think of anything else I want to say about what faith is or isn't. I guess I would like to say that faith is not a way to manipulate God. Um, no. So, it's not a power that by which we make God do what we want him to do, um, you know, because otherwise he would be unwilling to do that for us. So it's not magic. He's not a genie in a bottle. Um, so I guess that's all I really want to say, that it's not a religion and it's not a way to manipulate God. And it isn't just a mind thing. It's actually believing with your heart. Um, because even Satan, Satan knows that there's, believes that there's a God. He knows that God exists. And they tremble. But they don't have a loving confidence in the Lord or in God. So I think I covered everything on that, I think. Do you have anything else to know? Um, I know I do want to read that prophetic word at some point, so, but I'm letting you... Oh, let me just wrap this up. Okay, let me just wrap this part up. Um, so, I will say that, that like, Abraham, Abraham is, we all think of him as, like, a hero of faith. Um, because... Faith, a living faith, always has corresponding actions. So we can talk. Um, we can talk about you. You can talk about you, and and uh, well, that's not a good example. We can we. How do I say this? We can talk what we believe, and we act according to what we believe. That is what you're saying. You're standing on your faith that you're going to be healed. And that's what people like Abraham do. They're, they acted on what God showed them. They acted on their faith. And that's what we should all be striving to do. So to live in faith means to do and say what you believe is right without doubting. And I, I guess that's about all I want to say about what faith is and what faith isn't. So if you want to read, if you want to go ahead and read that now, it'd be a good time. Okay, let me pull it up. I came across this prophetic word. Um, it's by jo- Johan Vanderhoven. Quite a handle, and uh, <laughs> he's, he calls it the inner vision of the spirit. And he quotes John one nine, in him was life. And the life 
with the light of men. And the second Corinthians, I'm just going to read this because this, this really touched me because I've been trying to figure out how to say this for a long time, and this guy just says it so well. So Second Corinthians 5, 7 certainly is one of the most often quoted and loved portions of scriptures by believers around the world. It reads, for we walk by faith and not by sight. One of the things most, however, do not know or immediately recognize is the fact that what the Holy Spirit is saying through Paul is not what most people assume it to be. Most reading this understand from the text that it is implied that as opposed to being able to see in the natural, faith is blind and walks by trusting itself excuse me, to an unknown future in the hope of the goodness of a known God. Have you heard the phrase, never be scared to commit an unknown future into the hands of a known God? Although this may have a noble and pleasing sound to the ear and a soothing effect upon the soul, although well-intended and possibly applicable in some instances of our lives, it is, however, also as wrong as it may be right. The fact of the matter is that faith does have eyes. Faith is never blind. It has eyes in the Spirit, and those who are led by the Spirit and who follow Him do so being led by the light of the life of Christ in them. They are not bumbling around in the dark, hoping to find their way, and trusting that they will not stumble, excuse me, or fall. They are walking in the light as he is in the light. They walk by divine revelation, revelation, a different source of light than that of natural vision. They see what human eyes can never behold. They see with God's eyes. This God-given, spirit-inspired ability to see in the spirit and to walk in vision is God's provision for every spirit-filled man and woman on earth. It is a direct link with him, connecting us with his presence within us and with his present will for us, being revealed by his spirit within. Just like having natural eyes, our soul has eyes as well. In fact, our soul has all of our natural senses also. These senses are, however, blind, deaf, and mute without the spirit life of God within us bringing it to life. And as far as our soul's sense of feeling is concerned, the soul's ability to feel and touch, that too is dead without the spirit life of Christ in us. That would be the Holy Spirit. When Christ comes alive in us by his spirit, giving us life by birthing us into new life, Our spirit comes alive, and the scales fall from our soul's eyes to be able to see. Our soul's ears are open to begin to hear, and our soul's sense of being able to presently detect the presence of God and to feel his love and peace comes alive within us. We enter and become a part of a new world that never existed to us before the world of the Mm -hmm. Spirit of God, and of being a part of his eternal kingdom. 
excuse me, we also enter a new realm of consciousness that we never knew or had access to. Everything around us appears differently and takes on a new meaning and is seen in a new light. That is so true. The life mm-hmm. of God, the spirit life that became a part of us, as it was a part of him, has been imputed unto us by his son. And that life has become our light. We now find ourselves presently being led by the very presence of God. His will is present in us because he is present in us and because he is presently guiding us into his will. Excuse me. We are no longer separate from him, having to seek him and to seek his will, but living in a place of being absolutely one with him. He presently guides and leads us in his will and reveals it in us, lighting our way before so that we may walk in his light and live in his will. The very life of God, the very spirit of Christ, is our light and leads us to walk in ways he has prepared for us to walk in. From this perspective, it becomes clear that faith can never be blind. Faith is always following the light. Faith is also seeing with God's eyes, walking in a revelation that the natural world cannot see or access and cannot perceive or understand. When we live by faith, we walk in the revelation of the inner vision of the Holy Spirit. That is what a true life of faith means. And that I have been united with God and that I now live my life not by what I see in the world around me, but by what I perceive in the Spirit, being led by God mm-hmm. and in His divine will. He just puts this so nicely. My life mm-hmm. is no longer governed in the world and its goings on or the circumstances that surround me, but it is mm-hmm. governed by the light of God, which is my light. I just get a picture of you know, going forth with a flashlight, you know, leading me in his divinely appointed will for me and in his predestined will for my life. That is the true foundation for all faith. Nothing can affect me. Nothing can harm me. And nothing can deter me from God's perfect plan and predestined will for me. Not because I believe what I cannot see, but because I... I have perfect hope in what I see. When studying the Holy Spirit and why he came, we may find many reasons. The predominant reason, however, is found in the promise that God first made in the book of Joel. And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and daughters shall prophesy, your old men shall dream dreams, and your young men shall see visions. Even on the male and female servants in those days, I will pour out my spirit. This reason is clearly witnessed all throughout the early church as we see men and women, excuse me again, I'm not used to talking so much. As we see men and women who have walked in the revelation of the spirit 
being led in vision, dream, and in living utterance being given from God upon their lips. The Holy Spirit came to make us one with God, to lead us, teach us, and guide us as the spirit life of God himself inside of us. He became our light. What happened on the day of Pentecost? What was evidently seen in those early disciples? Did they come out of the upper room performing miracles in the streets? Not saying that miracles should not be performed. Did they come out of the upper room laying hands on the sick? Did they come out to perform God's works of power? Or did they come out clothed in him, one with him, filled with him, communicating with him, being one with his being, communicating the goodness and the greatness of God in spirit-inspired languages for all present from around the world to hear and to understand. They became instant vessels through whom the Holy Spirit would speak and declare his voice. They became spirit-filled people who had access to the spirit realms of God and who could see, hear, and speak from that realm as they beheld him and were completely saturated with his life. What did Peter point the people to? Did he point them to the great miracles being done? Did he point them to the sick being healed? And in the last days it shall be, God declares, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Remember, prophesying is also teaching, and, uh, and teaching the, the heart of Father. And your young men yeah. shall see visions. It's not always fortune telling. And your yeah. old men dream dreams. Even on my male servants and female servants in those days, I will pour out my spirit and they shall prophesy. That's Acts 2, 17 and 18. And having received from the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit, he has poured out this that you yourselves are seeing and hearing. Acts 2, 33. He pointed them to what they were seeing and hearing. People filled with the Holy Spirit giving utterance to the living voice of the spirit of the living God from the realm of the spirit, becoming living vessels through whom God could give utterance to his voice in every tongue that could hear them speaking, telling of the greatness of God in their own languages. The Holy Spirit sure came to give us vision to lead us to walk in the light of the law of God's own life being present and governing our lives in his will. Therefore, there is now no condemnation, no adjudging guilty of wrong for those who are in Christ Jesus who live and walk not after the dictates of the flesh, but after the dictates of the Spirit. And he quotes Romans 8, 1 and 2, and Galatians 5, 22 to 25. The Holy Spirit himself rightfully testifies that if we are so filled with his life, and if we walk in his light, we shall bear the fruits of his life, and that no other law 
could be greater in guiding us or be against us in any way when we are governed by the law of the spirit of the life in Christ being made alive in us, guiding us along his light and his way. Yes, and neither can there be any condemnation for such as they are so led of the spirit of his life. Possible grounds. Romans 8.33 Against such things there is no law. For we are controlled and led no longer of our own will or of the flesh, but of his will and his spirit life in ours. I just thought that was awesome the way he explained that. That is very awesome. I posted that to the forum uh, underneath the show. Oh, you did? That's nice. Okay, so um, I'm trying not to That's a lot, though. And it sounds a little overwhelming, probably, because... Well, I I know when you first come to the Lord, it Mm -hmm. seems like a big, big, big deal. But if you break it down and just chew a little bit at a time, it starts making more sense, you know? Yes, 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 yes. Well, you can and, develop, and it, there's ways you can develop faith. Um, there are ways that people can develop faith. Um, uh, you can listen to the Word of God as much as possible because Romans ten seventeen says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Yep. So if our mind is on the Word of God, that produces faith. Um Especially if we have an open heart, um, and and um, we are encouraged to constantly keep the word in our heart. <clears throat> uh, you know what we listen to affects what we believe. When we're watching so much TV, um, what are we dwelling on? That's where our mind goes to the things that we've seen on TV or the news that we've listened to that day. Um, we'll believe the lies of the world more than what we believe what God says if that's what all we take in. Um, so a constant attention to lies produces deception. But if we're hearing the word of God through tape, you know, Christian tapes and the YouTube channel, uh, our uh, pastors that we listen to, um, reading the word daily and, and fellowship with godly Christians who also have faith because that's another good way to build it is to be with people that have faith. eventually causes us to believe the truth from our own hearts. So I, I would like to say that that's a really good way for people to build their faith. You know, every I think every believer... Let me bring this up. It's in Romans 12, 3. Every believer's been, been given a measure of faith. Um, Romans 12, 3 tells us, For I say, <clears throat> excuse me, through the grace given unto me to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly according as God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. So we are given faith. Um, 
and we just have to learn how to use it and how to develop it. Um, right, how to exercise it. Yes, our face uh-huh. muscle. Do curl ups right. or something. And to put it into action. That's right. And praying in tongues um, is a good way, too, because you were just talking about when they, the disciples in the books of Acts, um, because praying in tongues also edifies yourself. And you build yourself up. So praying in tongues is a key to being full of the Spirit. And faith is a fruit of the Spirit. Right? Right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Things are related together is what I'm saying. You know, it um, gosh, there's so many ways. If you obey God and the conviction of the Holy Spirit, I'm not talking about condemnation. I'm talking about when we hear God's voice um, and the conviction that comes with the Holy Spirit. If we walk and we obey we gain strength in that. And God will reveal greater things to us. But he won't unless we're faithful in the small things. Wait, I, he, right, the I parable don't. of the talents. That's what the parable of the talents is about. Yes, yes. Thank you. I was trying to search for the words. Okay, thank you. So, um So you can't have a living faith without taking some some steps of obedience and acting on what God is telling you and saying. Um, and that's awesome, actually. That's awesome to watch as you're building that faith, as, as you're listening to God and you're obeying God and he's starting to trust you more. It's, it's, just, awesome. it's just so awesome. Our Lord is so loving. So... Um, what else have I got here? Oh, I know praise and worship. Praise and worship is another wonderful way to build faith. Um, praising God is actually an act of faith, I think, and it helps you. It helps your faith to grow. So in Hebrews thirteen fifteen, Hebrews thirteen fifteen by says, by him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. Um, so it's yes, thanksgiving and, and gratefulness. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, you were speaking a little bit about this in the spirit, our eyes in the spirit. If we can perceive who God is, um, in the natural, and his power and his faithfulness to us and his love, um, our faith in him will grow, and our trust in him will grow. Well, it's like being so married. A good way. Yeah, when yeah. you first get married, you yeah. don't fully trust your husband because you don't know him that well. But over the years, you know, in the fifth year, you, you pretty much know how he's going to behave, so you trust him a little bit more. And then as time goes by and you get to know him more and more intimately and and you get to know who he really is and how he reacts to things, then mm-hmm. your faith in, in your husband grows. Well, it's the same thing with father. As you That's get right. to know That's him right. and you know his character, from, you can see it in, in scripture, 
you see it as he deals with you, you know, as in your walk. It will increase your faith because you get the more you know him, you, the more you can trust him. So that I think that's a key point too, if that makes sense. That's, that's a great point. That's just a great point. And I think I already lit on if you if you associate with people um, that have faith, um, that spirit of faith on them, it will touch your life also. Um, yes, it will. In hearing that, about, I do know. Yeah, hearing other people's testimonies. Because if yeah, God did it for yeah. them, he'll do it for you too. And that builds That's your faith. Right. That's right. That's exactly right. You know, Proverbs thirteen twenty says, He that walketh with wise men shall be wise, but a companion of fools shall be destroyed. So when we do associate with people that are wise and are faithful and have great faith in the Lord, it just can't help but rub off on us. We we want what they have, and and it's um, oh, let's see what else. I think just speaking the word of God. Besides reading the word of God, um, speaking it. You mean um, out loud? I think that exercise, yes, out loud is exercising your faith. So. When you, you know, there's science you build, to that. You build it into your life. That's there's science behind that. That what you hear in your ears gets into your brain better, especially with your own voice. Oh, I did not know that. I did not know that. Well, yes, I believe I'm a nerd. that. I believe that. They also say um, it gets down in your subconscious better when it's in your own voice. So, you know what, Sue, is when you speak it out loud, I think that um, it can change the whole atmosphere, a, a spiritual atmosphere. It can change the atmosphere. Oh, so, yeah. Because it's related. So, I'm sorry. I think I have, I think I have another scripture. I don't know if that's well. Do you remember the scripture in Romans ten ten? For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Yep. And the Bible does tell us that that the tongue is important. So what we speak is very important. You know, don't speak about what the devil is doing. Just, you know, speak about what God is doing. And that does change the whole atmosphere. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, also going along with that, by speaking the word, you exercise your faith. I believe also that any singing and, and you know, developing a life of praise and worship um would change the spiritual atmosphere where you are, and it would drive away any darkness that would be around you. So yes. praising God's an act of faith, too. And I believe that that helps your faith grow, too. Um, and because one thing I'd like to point out that, 
You know how the Bible says pray without ceasing? And prayer is a two-way thing. It's a give and take. It's communication. Um, To the parents out there, they're going to know what I'm talking about. But when your kids are little, it's like your ears are always on to what they're saying or doing or making noise or not making noise. It's like you're on. You flip the switch to on all the time. You do the same thing with God. You just flip the God switch on that you're listening for God all the time. takes a while. It takes a little practice. But it's the same concept, I think. That's the way I see it. I think I agree with you on that. Yes, I do. Um, okay, so what have we thought? We've been trying to think of another way to build our faith. Um, would, well, it is with the heart that man believes. Well, so it is. I read and I just read that in Romans ten ten. Um, so to the extent that your heart has unforgiveness in it, or uncleanliness, or any other other bad conditions that we can pick up along the way, um, we'll lose some of the spiritual perception of the Lord, um, which enables our hearts to believe. And so I think that. Purity and holiness are important in building of our faith because I'm not saying that I know we're all sinners and that isn't what I'm I'm talking about um, because sometimes our our bodies don't do our flesh doesn't do what our our heart would want it to I I think that there's a purity of heart that you can have even walking on this earth in the in, in these corruptible bodies that we have. Um, yeah, I think that, I think what happens is that's from being on the potter's wheel and Father yes. will point you to where you need work. And he yes. does most of the work. You do you basically agree. You allow know? him to. Right. Allow right. him to, yes. And accept it. Yeah. So it's not really difficult. He makes this so easy for us, really. Yeah, he does make it really very easy for us. And, and I know like, a lot oh. of people, yeah, pe- people want to make it hard. Well, you can't do this and you can't do that and you can't say this and you can't wear that. You can't. Women can't wear pants. And No, that's not it. That's not what's important. What's important is on an individual basis, as Father works with you and in you, all that other stuff, you know, the healing of, of traumas that have, you know, befallen us and yes. stuff like that. It just, you go through that and you break all that off and it's Father doing the work. You're just acquiescing, you know. And each, yes. time, each time you work through something with him, that will build your faith. Yes, yes. But it's not yes. something we... We try and do. It's something that we follow his lead on. Yes. Uh, in Galatians 5, 6, I want to bring this point out, too, because it says, In Jesus Christ, for in Jesus Christ, neither circumcision availeth anything, 
nor uncircumcision, but faith, which worketh by love. So that's what we really need. If you're going to say it's a work, um, it would it would just be a work of love, that love, because yeah. that's what we're that that's what we're motivated to do, um, or that's what I read in the Bible. Um, and I think that that leads us to greater faith in, in God too. Um, so because if we if we love the Lord and we're expressing our faith, um, like like maybe even right now, maybe we're planting a seed um, somewhere that the Lord can can grow in somebody and. That would be wonderful. I mean, that just would be wonderful, and it would be by faith, our faith in Christ, and what He did for us at the cross, that we would, that we would plant those seeds. So, I think that I don't know. I don't know anything else. I I think I covered everything that I thought of to talk about developing faith, um, and that I've come across. Studying, studying it, and it wasn't studying. It was, you know, it was just. I picked up some of these tips. I'm going to remember them um, because I think that a lot of us don't always. We don't. I don't always walk in faith. I, I, I'll admit that to you, Dorothy. I um, sometimes, you know, it's. I don't have the faith that I should. Um, and is I it a lack that, of faith? Is it a lack of faith in God, or is it that other people mess things up for you? I'm just saying. No, it's a lack of faith. It's a lack of faith because I just think, well, see, I think lots of people do this. Um, maybe you know, I'm waiting on a healing. I'm waiting on a healing, and it hasn't come as soon as I wanted it to, Dorothy. And you get discouraged, and that right there is the lack of faith. So um, I think that it can't be a desire. It can I can't make it into a, a desire or a hope. Oh, you can't. Um, okay, you can't make the healing itself an idol. Right. What you're saying. Yes. Okay, and there, I have to rest on faith that God will heal me, and that it's on its way. And I think a lot of people do that very same thing with not with healings, but well, maybe with healings, but with other things as well. Um, you know, and we just have to realize that this isn't a magic. It's not magic. It's God's not our servant. So, well, I think one of the things that helps me, it's helped me for years now that I've learned that teaching, is the. Uh, there is one part where we're supposed to wait on the Lord. Mm-hmm. And if you look at the original language for wait, is what it means that you are supposed to, while you're waiting, like the English waiting, for your manifestation of your miracle, what you are supposed to be doing in the meantime is weaving yourself with Father, like a, you know how ropes, are woven, you know, a tribe. Yeah. 
it's, it's a tri-threaded cord. That's what that waiting means, is that you're supposed to be, while you're waiting, intertwine yourself with God and weave yourself into him and let him weave himself into you. And that is what waiting on the Lord is. That That's didn't make cool. sense. I've never it? heard that before. Yeah, no, I yeah, like that. It's one of Pastor Arnold Murray's teachings. It was really good. And I don't share Pastor Murray's teachings with everybody because he teaches on three levels at the same time. So listening yeah, to um, one of his teachings is not, you can't do it just once, you know. And he does right. go through right. scripture, you know, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, and he goes goes deep into the original languages and the figures of speech. And it just, that particular teaching just, really helped me understand. And also, when you become attuned to Father's voice, you know, whether it's, you know, words or visions or impressions, however, he speaks with you, at, cause he, and he speaks differently at different times with everybody. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I think I told you this. When my mother passed a few years ago, I think it's four years now, I was praying, and of course you get that, when you hear the news, you get that initial startle, you know, uh-huh. and then Father told me, he just said, she's okay, and it was uh-huh. like, it was like, oh, okay then, well, I have to go yeah, to the funeral, but it's going to be one, you know, everybody's going to be crying and carrying on at the funeral, and I'm going to be like, Oh, she's okay. And I did. I told she's my sister okay, that. She's okay, the Lord told me. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Oh, I told my sister that. She just looked at me like I had three heads. Oh. My family's Catholic, <laughs> by the way. That's... <laughs> oh, your sister doesn't talk with her. Dear God, when he talks to her. No, oh. she thinks I have, I have a very weird religion. It's the same religion as yours, basically. You want to get down to it. Uh, that's sad, just, isn't it? Because it, it is, is sad. Because sad. I, I talk to God, and I I really have the faith that He's going to answer me. So yes, it might not be, you know, it. I I don't I don't determine what I want Him to say back, but um, I guess some people could ask for things, and and He tells you, has He just told me no before? The Lord's told me no. Oh, yeah, you tell me you know as well. He's taking me to the woodshed. Yeah. You know that. <laughs> so, that's funny. So, yeah, the Lord's told us all no, or wait, or or sometimes he just answers for instantly. It's, it's, it's all up to the Lord. But um, I do expect an answer, and I know a lot of people don't. They think they're just praying and throwing their prayers out. Who knows where? I don't know what they think God does with them. Stacks them up, I guess, and gets to them when he can. <laughs> but <laughs> I do expect the Lord has heard my prayer. I do have that faith that the Lord has heard my prayer, and, and there will be an answer. So, well, Scripture um, tells us prayers are yeah, heard scripture. and answered. 
Sometimes they just not answered the way we want. Not all the time. Not all the time. But um, I, I did read, you know, I do believe that without faith it's impossible to please God. Um, uh, Hebrews 11.6 tells us that. Um, and um, in Romans 14.23, I wrote this down. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to comment on that. You know, without faith, no, but let's talk about it's impossible uh-huh. to please him. It's because, I mean, if you were talking to your husband, I'll bring that back, mm-hmm. and you were asking him to do something and you were worried about something, you're having a conversation, and you don't believe he's listening, you don't believe he cares, and you don't believe he's going to do anything about it. What, how, how does that make him? Because God, Father does have emotions, let me tell you. So without faith, you're hurting his feelings, especially when he's the one that gives you the faith. So, Yes, yes. Yeah. But, you know, bring it down to what you can understand. And it's he a does sin. Have it's a sin, Dorothy, because whatever is not of faith is a sin. And God hates that. So if, if you're saying that, when when we don't believe God and we treat him like he's a liar, basically yep. that's what you're saying. Um, he's hurt. Yes, he's hurt. And, and when you truly love you know, someone, you don't want to hurt their feelings. So, yes, I believe that. It's only when we have confidence in the in God and in the and in, in God's word that that we complete them. Um I believe you. I believe that. And also, if we don't have faith, if we have, if we have a lack of faith, it can lead us to be disobedient and rebellious. Because I think it also the lack of faith also robs you of your peace as well. Yeah. How can you react? Because yes, yes. If you don't have faith. Yes, exactly. Because if God tells us something and we don't act on it, um, then we're not acting on faith. Because that can only be done through faith. That we can only be fulfill God's plans through faith. If, if we didn't have confidence in God and what he promises um, why would we do what he says? We, do, do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. If we don't have the confidence, then why would we? Why would we act on what he tells us? So that that could be considered rebellion, you know. And the thing is, is I don't remember where this scripture is, of course. Um. Someone, I think, was looking for healing from Jesus. And, you know, if you believe, and he said, Lord, I believe, help me with my unbelief. So faith is a gift from God. So if you don't think you have enough faith, ask him for some more. 
but also, also be advised that that may lead to some face building exercise. Yes. <laughs> it will it's like don't ever pray for patience. Never, never, ever pray for patience. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I've prayed I've asked God for things before and just went, Oh no, why'd I do that? Because it's just what you're saying. So yes, he will teach us if we ask him. But yes, that's that's fine. That's fine. Fine. Um You know, I just think that if, you know, you're getting back to to what you were talking about with your sister, um, you know, she has a religious tradition. Well, I don't know if your sister's religious at all. You said she was Catholic, but... um, Catholic, yeah. Which was weird, because when we were young, when we were young, we were in the Baptist church, because my father was a Baptist. After the divorce, Mm -hmm. my mother went back to her Catholicism, and that sister was mm-hmm. the baby. My faith had already been rooted in the Baptist, you know, thing. Uh-huh. But she got suckered into the Catholic thing that my mother went back to. But my mother loved the Lord. I'll tell you that. She loved the Lord. As much as she knew, you know, she had a relationship with him. I saw that. and. Okay. Um, when she was in that coma before she died, Father told me he was he was ministering to her. So I'm sure he was telling her what's what and why it is, you know. So that's, that's when awesome, I had my stroke. Really? That was that's awesome. she died the week I had my stroke, and I couldn't oh, fly down to Florida. Hmm? So which. Okay, because they brought her up here. My stepfather brought her back up here oh, to Rhode good. Island. So I did get to go to the funeral. It was difficult, but because it was somewhere well, and it was I, hot and humid, and my body I was would, just not. I would feel you know, bad for people that don't hear from the Lord. I would feel bad for people that don't hear from the Lord. If you don't hear from the Lord, then who are you hearing from? <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying here? Because it seems to me if you're not asking God's will in your life, if you're not asking. I ask God for so many things, Dorothy. I'll ask the Lord um, just things that most people won't ask him. You know, should, can I go, should I go here or should I go there or should I do this or that? or You know, I just feel like, um, there's so many times I've and I, there's so many times I've listened to God tell me something and I I didn't act on it and I think I was yeah what did you say taken to the the woodshed I was taken to the woodshed for not obeying God when when God told me to to do some, a couple of things in my life. So and and, and for those that, of you who have not been to Father's Woodshed, it's not that bad. It's not that bad as our physical way. He just makes sure you mm-hmm. understand that you messed up. You messed, and up. <laughs> you messed yeah. up. And then, you know, you feel bad because you messed up. So you have to repent. 
And you have to go do what you were supposed to do from the get-go. Yes. Yes. Well, I think that people that don't believe in God in this way end up believing whispers from Satan in their ears. So, um, you know, some people, some people believe created everybody and everything, and then he just threw us down here to fend for ourselves. So well, some people don't even I, believe that God has anything to do with it. So that's true. So the faith yeah. has to come from the personal relationship. Yes, it does. It has to come from a personal relationship. And it should make people very glad to know that there's tools that they can use that we've talked about already that they can build their faith. <clears throat> through hard times. It's hard sometimes to keep your faith. So these these things we talked about, like the praise and worship and, and getting in the word of God and being around other people of faith can can really help build our faith when we're having a hard time. And another thing that'll you know, build up your faith when you're coming in those hard times is, you know, over the years Father does things for you. Write them down or commit them. To, remember how Mary stored them in her heart, stored the things that people were saying in her heart? Store yes. the things that Father does for you in your heart. And if you're old like me, you, not, you might need to write them down. And go look. And then in those hard times, you can reinforce your faith because, oh, That's look what he idea. did over here. Yeah, look what he did for me over here. This prayer. Yeah, and how he answered uh-huh. this prayer. And, yeah. Um, I think faith is tested by fire. First Peter one seven. Let me let me just look this up really quick. First Peter one seven. Okay, first Peter one seven says that the trial of your faith being much more precious than of gold that perishes, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. So I do believe we get tested on our faith from time to time. Um, Tested by fire. So we can expect to have difficulties and persecutions in our life of faith. As well as the blessings. Absolutely, yep. So, um, but we do get blessings, and there's a lot of benefits of faith because faith brought us our salvation. That's number one. Faith brings salvation. And whoever believes in him has eternal life. And that's in John 3 16. And John five twenty four and shall not come unto judgment, but is passed from death to life. So, faith is a big part of of our life with with Christ. Faith brings answers to the prayers that we've been talking about. Um, yeah. Um, God tells us to pray for our daily bread. So, faith is a 
even accede to our material provisions in life. And no, I'm not asking us to pray to be millionaires, but God will help us if we're going through a rough patch. What else does faith do? I'm trying to think of all the good things faith does for us in our life. Um, you know what? Well, it's it's not. Don't confuse it with Peter Pan and Tinkerbell and the believe and the clap and the no no it's the no, same thing. Faith brings all the benefits of salvation. So it would mean healing and peace and love and joy. We through faith we can have deliverance from demons. Dorothy, sanctification yeah. of the mind and emotions, and any other benefit that the Word of God promises us, no tinkerbells. We're given very solid promises from the Lord of what they can do for us. And our ministry, faith is a big part of our ministry for Christ. It's a big yes, part of the success everyone, of the ministry. Everyone should have a min. Everyone has a ministry. Everyone yes. is supposed to be um, following the Great Commission. Um, and I just turned the oven on. Um, so ministry is not like something that other people do. Honey, it's it's what we all do. That's it's right. all ministry. Um that's right. Even if that ministry is simply talking to your family about the Lord and bringing them to Christ. You yes. don't have to have a huge mega church to be in ministry to the Lord. No. It's listening to what God says and, and obeying him and having the faith that comes by hearing the word of God. Um, so there's, you know, Faith is a major, a major part of, of healing and deliverance ministries. I would think would be major, a major good healing and deliverance ministry. Um, yeah. So faith is an important. Faith is very important. Um, and it's and, not as difficult. It, it's not difficult. It's no. a gift. It comes. It can develop and it can grow. And if you don't have a lot of faith today, that doesn't mean it's going to be like that your whole life. So you, it, it's actually a choice. You could choose yes. to be a person of faith and develop your faith. Choice today. And and. Obey God in convictions of the Holy Spirit and walk that way and gain strength and faith. And, oh, I just lost my train of thought. It was good, too. I'm sorry. Oh, no. It's okay. I'm trying to do more than one thing at once. That's the problem. Um, faith. Like I said, everybody has a ministry. 
Oh, the mustard seed. I was thinking of the mustard seed. Mustard seed is not going to grow into a great big bush without watering it and feeding it, right? That's right. That's the first lesson I ever learned as a child. I I had a woman that lived next door to me. Her name was Nina, and she was, I don't know, 80 years old, but she just loved me when I was a little girl. And she'd always come over and want me to the library and things like that. And my parents weren't Christians. They didn't take me to church or anything at that time. I was probably six or seven. And and I, uh, she told me about God. And she gave me a little bracelet. And it was a little resin or crystal. I don't know what it was. A little ball. And inside of it was a mustard seed. And she said, do you know what this is? This is a mustard seed. Do you know the story of the mustard seed? And I told her no. And she went, she went on and told me the, the story of the mustard seed and how if we have the uh, faith of a mustard seed, we could move mountains. And she explained fully what that meant to me. And that was my very first story I ever heard out of the Bible was the story of faith. That's beautiful. You can build your faith. You can build your faith. I guess there's no limit. So. That's just awesome. That's just awesome. And then, as a result of that, I just want to say this. As a result of that, we moved away from there. But when I was nine years old, I never forgot the story. And I told my my parents I wanted to go to church. And so I started going to church by myself, but I started going to church because of this woman and her story of the faith of the mustard seed. She She ministered to you. Yes, she ministered to me. And the Lord grew that. So that's, that's that's a really sweet story to me because that's what actually introduced me to God and and made me want more to hear more so yeah. well you know sometimes um, I guess um, I'm kind of winding down I don't have a lot more to say do you do you I, I no do I do want to update people on coming events though well, before you do that, just let me say one thing. You know, sometimes, sometimes we have doubts. We have doubts in our 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 souls. So, I just I just want to encourage everybody um, to start responding to difficult times and challenges um, with with just practicing some of these things we. have you know, some of these tools that we've given you um, and build your faith in, in God uh, because it pleases him. It just, it just does. It just pleases him. Um, and, and, you know, um, I just, I do want to say a couple, well, there's, a, I'm sorry, Dorothy, there is a couple of things I, I do want to say because there's a, things to overcome. Um, because there are enemies. Yes, faith. we do. We are. Yes, yes. So um, 
before you update anybody um, on what's going to come up, you know, I, I want to throw some of those out there so that there's, these pitfalls can be avoided by Stop that little baby dog. Don't yell at me. Um, and that would be ignorance. You know, by ignorance. So, once again, the cure for ignorance is to study and meditate on the Word of God. Yes, my um, people perish for lack of knowledge. No I'm glad fear. that I stored all this scripture, and Father helped me store all this scripture. I just wish I had stored its location in my head with it. <laughs> but it's big. <laughs> well. And yeah. he does, you know, he brings scriptures to mind that you need. Once you feed yourself yes. on the word, he will yes. bring them yes. back. And and that's what's happening to me. It's it's coming back because we're addressing an issue that that scripture covers. So he's and like he's speaking through you. Yes. He's confirming, yes. you know, that's right. through his word. That's right. You know, and that's another way he speaks. That you don't think he's speaking, that you don't hear a voice, but you and remember fear, a scripture. You know what? That's right. Fear is another um Another reason why um, it's another enemy of faith, because thinking something bad's going to happen, so you're anxious and, and um, go away, so you're anxious. Um, you were talking to the dog when you were saying go away, right? Yes, I was. Go away. I'm going to lock her out. There you go. Good girl. Out here. See, at least my cats yeah. are quiet when they nag me. Yes. Oh, I need to get kitty cats instead of an annoying little dog. Okay. So, but yes, fear fear will keep us from the Lord, and fear will keep us if we're anxious and we're fearful. Um, we might not be be trusting in the Lord and His His protection and love for us. So. Um, perfect love casts out fear, which is one John four eighteen. I did write that down too. Um, and whose love is perfect? Yes, God is perfect love. Yes. Um, doubt is an enemy to faith. So if if we're doubting, like if I'm doubting in my feelings, okay, that that's almost goes along with fear because it's a. Uh, it's a torment. It, it can be tormenting. Um, so, and I think also that comes along with, well, I think that that comes along with demons referring to us um, or just, I guess, our carnality. Um, that and, you know, the, the demons, you want to call them demons, I call them hooligans. Um, because mm-hmm. demon sounds like something big, bad, and ugly, and it's, you know, they like to take advantage of any weakness we have, yeah. um, especially negative emotions. Boy, they'll hone in on those negative emotions, and they'll play on it, and they'll tweak it, and twang it, and, you know, unless you say, oh, wait a minute. No, not go in there. I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. You might have to do it more than once. But 
yeah, that's what you've got to do. And that will restore your faith because you'll see things happening spiritually when you do that. Right? Well, very well put. Very well put. I think that's all I have to say about faith. I'll tell you what, though, Dorothy, I I researched this, and I, you know, I took a lot of notes. I just took a lot of notes. I found so many things where it's going to benefit me, um, especially in Are you going school. to put those up on the forum for people to share? I will. I will go in tomorrow and put those up on the forum and, and write something out because they're great tools. They really are great tools to help build our faith. And um, I just encourage everybody that's listening to this to, to use them. So, and just keep watering that mustard seed with the water of God's yes. word. Amen. Amen. That's perfect. And you, you will be amazed at how big it grows. Amazed. I'm amazed all the time when I think back to where I was and where I am now. It's just night and it's day. Amazing. Just say yes awesome. to Father. That's awesome. Yeah, just say yes to Father. That's good. Well, well shall what, we tell them what? Yes, we have coming them. up. With, we're going to. I don't know if you guys have heard of Praying Medic. If you haven't, you've got to. He's got several good books out. One of the books that we're going to be, we've been reading, and because Courts of Heaven, Operating in the Courts of Heaven or something like that. Um, I read the second book because it's a two-book series. The second book is more testimonial-like. I just blew through that. The first book, I'm chewing a little. So after we get this studying done, Praying Medic, has agreed to come on and discuss it with us. So I don't know exactly yeah. when. I will let you everyone know when it's when he's coming. But in the meantime, you know the books are on Amazon. Um, he actually calls him his, his nom de plume is praying medic. So you should be able to do you know get a search on that. Um, get your questions. If you have questions, read the book. If you can afford to get the book, read it. Um, and it is a scriptural oh, thing. Or you his YouTube. Listen, you can always listen to some of his YouTube um, Oh, yes, he recordings. does YouTube. Yeah. Uh, if you can't afford to buy the book, or both, if you can. And I'm really looking forward to this. I'm really looking forward to this. Because I already know I have questions for him. So everybody, do your research, get your questions written up, send them to us so we can ask him. And our own David Murray is going to be uh, hopefully joining us on that. He's operated in the courts of heaven as well. He understands the concept. And it is not a new thing. It's a very old thing, actually, when you actually look at Scripture. So um, that and David... Murray, our David Murray, because uh, Praying Medic's name is David, too, so I'm trying to separate them in my head. Our David Murray is having a, a program on tomorrow night about relationships. So I'm sure that will be awesome. He's such a good teacher. 
really. And, and don't forget the first. Teacher. Yes, he is. And the first and third Tuesdays are our deliverance teacher, Jerry McGee. So she's an awesome teacher too. Yes, she is. She so. teaches us how to well, clean out the junk in the trunk. <laughs> Because we That's all got funny. junk in the trunk, you know? <laughs> That's awesome. So be there. Yeah, just come, yeah. just come join us. Well, I hope you all enjoyed us tonight, just Dorothy and I here tonight. The other ladies are doing other things tonight, but we tried the best we could. I hope, I hope everyone enjoyed us. I enjoyed talking with you, Dorothy. I've always enjoyed talking with you you know we talk all the time thank you oh and another thing i want to tell people is we are still looking for more women to join us yeah. you don't have to come make a commitment to do every show just come on and you know participate because we all have things to share that will help other people and that's the goal is to help and edify the body of christ that's our right. fellow believers our brothers and sisters so <laughs> and come join us. We don't I've got it real hard. hard. <laughs> well, anyway, God bless everybody. God bless you, Dorothy. Thank you for tonight. Well, thank you. You did a very good job. Oh, this was fun. It was a little tough, but Father it helped. Was fun. No, Father helped. Yes, he did. Be as faithful. Okay, maybe we'll, All right, we'll be on next week. Bye-bye. Good night, everyone. Father bless. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC member SIPC.